<laughs> Dude, uh, moms are fun, man. Moms are fun. Let me tell you that. And also, moms never stop being moms. Okay, we were making pies for uh for Thanksgiving recently, and we made extras to package them up and send off with the other siblings that are not around. And um, and you're protecting. You put a little tin foil over it, and and she takes it from my brother that she was gonna give it to. And he's like, "Mom, I can do it." She's like, "No, no, it's fine." He puts the tin foil over it. He's like, "Oh, okay. Well, thanks." I'm, she's like, "No, no, no." Puts another layer on. He's like, "Well, wait, I don't think there were needed to be two. She's like, a third. And he's like, "What? Okay, it's getting it's the fourth excessive. We've got a five. And she's wrapping above and beyond and putting the things back and forth. She's putting like bumper detectors. Like, mom, it's not four knocks. I could take care of it, but also like, you know, I could. I'll be safe with it. I'm not gonna just, like throw it out the window like a frisbee and just into traffic. Like, listen, at least it can survive. She puts it in the box, duct tape it, wrap it around, fragilely on the side. Um." And uh, it's really an endearing quality to have because my mom loves her kids so much that she does the little things, not only that we can't do, but she goes above and beyond. Moms are so incredible like that. But uh, everyone makes fun of her like, mom, you, you, what are you doing? People can take care of their stuff, you know? She uh, she does, she treats us like we're, like we're babies. And you know, we are her children. She's like, I got, you want water? I could do the water. I'll go get you. You're like, mom, mom, I got, I got the water. I could go get the water. You want juice sandwich? I'll go across the like, mom, mom. You're so sweet. You're amazing. We love you. You're great, but you know, you don't gotta be doing all that. So uh, yeah, everyone's laughing because she's uh, she's going so freaking hard in the paint here to to protect us. But she does that for everything, man. For it's it's really just us four that I see her do that. You know, she just uh, she treats us like like we're babies, dude. For whatever reason, I don't know. I, maybe she just thinks we're helpless, or <laughs> she wait, she doesn't she doesn't think we're helpless, does she? We're not. I mean, she knows we can. Wait. Hey, mom. <laughs> not nearly loud enough. I like to hear myself. That's better. Louder. Louder. Oh yeah, that's a sweet spot. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Full Circus. My name is Tristan Sartorius, and I'm so happy to have you here with me today. Um, dude, I'll tell you what, some people just should not be driving, okay? I just ran to the store twice, actually, before I, um, came here to do the show, and the best lesson, the best piece of advice I think I've ever gotten was when I was getting my license, the lady said, hey, just drive like every single person on the road is an idiot and doesn't know what they're doing, and it's true, dude. I almost got into an accident four times. None of them are my fault, Okay. I'm not just being some sort of, you know, passer of blame. We know that, it, like, when I mess up, I take responsibility in the show or, you know, I lie. But this time I'm telling the truth for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know why some people just don't get it. They don't get turn signals or stoplights or stop signs or parking lots or other cars. You know, it's just it's a whole other just slew of things. And it's uh, it's embarrassing. It's tough, dude, because some people like some of you guys, really, you just shouldn't be behind the wheel. And, um, and I don't mean that like, like I'm better than you or, you know, I'm a better person, but, uh, you know, if, if it's coming across like that, I just want you to know it's, it's, it's not how I mean it. Maybe super subconsciously I'm trying to work on that, but also that's your fault for being such a bad driver that I have to kind of feel like I have some sort of superiority. I don't want to feel like that. So drive better. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's just rough and people are aggressive driving too. And I don't know what it is about that. It's like people associate driving like 
it's some sort of vehicular vengeance, right? If someone's going faster than you or they get in front of you in the lane, they act like it's a physical, you just cut me in line. You know, where you want to swing on somebody or get mad or, you know, just really make your point. But people get upset and they forget that they're driving two tons of weight around floor and going back and forth like, hey, dude. This is not the place. On the road, when you have a steering wheel in your hand, you need to have emotional maturity, okay? Be capable of dialing things and be like, listen, that guy's going 70 miles an hour. I'm going 65. Now, sure, I'm going 10 miles and over, and I'm in the fast lane. He's pushing up on me, swinging around, trying to get, you know, he's making a big thing of it. But I'm just going to have to let that go. And it's hard. But they treat it like it's some sort of... um. You know, like it's like it's a diss, like people are like, hey, I'm better than you. And like, well, I'll show you, dude. I'll risk both of our lives in, and then not only us, but whoever else is in our cars and whoever's over there, dude. And, uh, and people just get upset, man. And they drive with such ferocity. And if like there needs to be some sort of test, like uh, emotional maturity before you get your license. Screw all the rules of the road. Anybody can kind of figure that out. But you need to be like shown some sort of. Um, ink blot test, like something like that. Like, are you feeling rageful yet? You know, you need to be able to watch the history of your favorite sports team losing over and over and over again and be like, all right, now drive. I want to see you, okay? Are you going to be cutting people off? Are you going to be angry? You cannot be driving and frowning. Those things cannot cross. There's too many accidents, and the only reason I've avoided them thus far is because I'm so good that I'm getting out of this, out of this mess you've created. So drive better, people. I don't want to feel like I'm better than you guys. It doesn't make me feel good. Um, I mean, it makes me feel too good, but I got to be careful of that because uh, ego and, um, you know, some sort of self-arrogance can be a dangerous thing. But you can, you're not helping me, okay? I'm trying to stay self-centered, but, you know, drive better. Um, but anyways, guys, what's been going on? Not too much. I'm not sure if I'm going to release this episode early on Thanksgiving or not or Black Friday. I don't know. We'll see. But... Um, I guess I'll get to that in a second. We'll see what I talk about. And if it seems like it's a fitting thing to release on Thanksgiving, then I'll do it. And if not, we'll do it on our, our natural occurring schedule. But what's been going on, dude? Oh, I went to go watch my brother's dogs again, dude. I should just start saying the dogs because you know who I'm talking about. Unless you're new to the show, then you're like, the dogs? Who's the, is that? Who's his friends? It's some, some, some sort of, you know, stock. You gotta go, go, go check, care the, check the dogs, man. Check care of the dogs. Um, it's not a stock. It's not some sort of band. I didn't go watch the dogs. It's not a movie. It's, it's actual canines. And, um, and he asked me to go take care of those. That was all fine. It was well and good, dude. However, like I said, the last time I went to go see them, they have all these security cameras up and I'm sure it looks funny again when I'm running around and I'm unplugging them. What's he going to do? Um, I thought about leaving them on for a second, but when I walked in and I unplugged it, I went, uh... This is kind of weird. And I plugged it back in for a second and the camera going. I'm like, whoa, it was so off putting. I can't even explain it to you that I, I ripped the cord out of the wall. I was like, hey, I don't know who's behind this thing. It's probably them or it's some sort of automated functioning to it. It powering up, but I couldn't uh, I couldn't stand for it. So I grabbed all of them. Not only did I unplug them, I shoveled them and I threw them in the closet. It's like this can't be you know, anywhere near. Not like I'm doing drugs. I'm not doing anything wrong. I swear, guys. But, you know, I just, I, I can't be comfortable. This camera right here, when I'm sitting here and I'm just watching whatever, I feel weird sometimes just knowing it's there. It's not connected to anything online. But it's like, it's just some sort of weird lens where it's like, man, are they really going to be watching me eat all of this food? Are they going to be judging me as the crumbs just dribble and fall down my chest? It's a uh, 
it's a weird self-conscious position to put in. But you know what? Maybe it would make my diet a little bit better. So maybe next time I will. I won't turn the cameras off. Hmm. I'm learning here. There's some sort of emotional growth that's happening, thinking that maybe I should have cameras on me 24-7. Treat myself like the Truman Show and just be like, hey, he wasn't fat. Truman wasn't fat. He was taking care of business. Good guy. So maybe there is something to be constantly stalked that makes you makes you <laughs> kind of, uh, you know, treat yourself better, treat the world better. You know, I, I wouldn't make a mess. I wouldn't give the dog more treats than they um, should have gotten. And, uh, yeah, I would definitely take better care of myself, maybe shave, fix my hair, put on some nicer clothes or something like that. So, yeah, um, you know, either put some cameras on, hire somebody to stalk you. I don't know what the lesson is for sure, but, you know, there's definitely something to be said about uh, being watched, being stalked, being preyed upon that makes you really get your life together. But, um, but anyways, yeah, that was a little weird. felt like someone was watching me. There was, like, howling winds because it's between their, their house. There's some sort of, I don't know, whichever way. The wind can't blow without howling. It's always danger i'm like what was that and uh yeah so it was, uh, it was a bit spooky um while i was there my mom and dad not my mom and dad my mom and my aunt um <laughs> my mom and my aunt she's not my dad at all but you know she is very parental but they were doing some sort of um holiday manifesto and i can't tell you exactly what that means or what it's comprised of because I missed it. I wasn't there. I told them, I'm going to be there. I'm going to go check it out. I thought they were going to be doing a live stream where they were going to come on and give us some nice tips. Um, apparently, it was a Zoom call where people turned their cameras on and their mics on. And so I logged into this thing and I said, they've already turned their cameras on and their speakers. And these are adults, dude. Now, granted, I understand I'm 23 years old, but mentally, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm in here. But also, they always watch the podcast, my mom and my aunt. And my aunt especially, she has other kids. She has other stuff to do, and she's always watching and listening. And I appreciate the both of them so much for giving me my time and my attention, which I value so much. So I was like, you know what? Even though I feel a little unfit to be here, I'm going to get in and do it. But um, as I was doing that, I had eaten some uh, far-expired apple pie, a whole pie, and a lot of other things. I can't even name them all because there was no cameras on to keep me in check. So I was eating so much. I felt sick to my stomach. My I, hair was undone, had a shave, wearing clothes, halfway draped over me. And I was falling asleep, food coma, feeling sick. That was long. I was like, I don't think I can participate this in any capacity that not only feels respectful towards um, their time, but also to me because it was going to be pretty embarrassing. But I, you know, I was like, I don't want to be dragging their mood or their energy down. So, um, yeah, I didn't see it. The uh, the adult in me that is yet to show um, has still not shown. It's like uh, it's like Groundhog Day, you know, like will he see a shadow? Will he see the adult side of him? Not this year. Not quite yet. He hasn't hasn't grown up behind a wheel. Sure. But uh, no, not when it comes to, you know, really really being a, a grown person um nothing else much happened there dude uh my tire went flat like hardcore flat like it, it had been like leaking for a while and maybe this is whoever was stalking me the cameras are buzzing there's howling i go outside tires flat they're slashing tires um no it, it did have a leak and normally i go put air in you know every two or three days i went in and not only did i pay money to put air into this tire but it was now losing air faster than I could put it in. So I'm paying swipes, $2. Oh, come on. Um, so that was a bit unfortunate. My dad did come and help me out there. That was clutch. Ah, 
love you, papa. Um, <laughs> so that was cool. We were able to fix that right up, and I got home just fine. And luckily, no one was stalking me. But again, dude, maybe my diet would be better. I don't know. Um, yeah, and yeah, that was it. It was really just a day or two. A lot felt like it happened, and mostly because I was sleeping and not sleeping. I stayed up all night playing God of War, not the new one that came out, just playing reruns, you know, just being lazy and certain things. Um, however, dude, as I was leaving, I had this, uh, this weird, this feeling, this sort of feeling like you forgot something, you know, because there's so much I'm gathering. Like I'm, I had the PlayStation, God of War, all the snacks and the food I had brought and these dogs, you know, you're just trying to get your affairs in order. And you know, that, that feeling just bugs you a lot. We're like, bling, 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 you warning, you are forgetting something out here in the mystical atmosphere. There's something of yours that is yet to be collected. Um, and I looked around, dude, but I couldn't shake that feeling. I was like, what is it that I'm forgetting? And I still don't know, dude. Um, and I'm sure it is something because like I've said on the show, anytime you feel that sort of intuition for the most part, maybe there's some of you people just have a horrible, horrible gut, horrible guess, and you should never play the lottery ever. Um, but for the most part, a lot of us had this sort of sinking feeling, you know, like, something's wrong. I'm forgetting something. And it's never just a, Hey, you're just thinking about it. You're just worrying about it for no reason. Some people say that, and that's a little bit of a write off, a scratch off, you know, a cop out. But, uh, the truth is you are forgetting something. Something is out there. And, and I trust my intuition, dude. I trust it a lot. Um, dude, and I don't know what to tell you, but I feel like it's getting even better. Something about my psychic abilities or something. I talked about before that my, my reflexes have just been insanely good for the past two years now. I don't know what happened. My brain's, you know, frattata, Um, you know, I just catch things. I'm just good like that. I say stuff. I respond to people before they even say it. Like, hey, Tristan, already done. What? I was going to ask you if you could drive me to the store. Yeah. Bing, pull out the milk. What the? Heck? You know, um, I just see things coming, and uh, and my reflexes are great. But recently, dude, I feel like my intuition and my timing and my sense of what else is going on has been really great. That didn't help me find whatever I felt was lost, but I've been setting timers, making some food or chores or errands or things I have to go do or whatever. You know, you set the timer on your phone, forty-five minutes and thirty seconds or whatever. Um, and the past, I gotta say, seven or eight times in a row, dude. I set these timers, I go about my business and my day, and I click back on the timer every single time, like, it hasn't happened yet. And I scroll back and I click on the clock and it says two, one, zero. I've got some sort of internal clock that's paired with my now freaking, what, what did I say? Reflexes. Gosh dang it, dude. I don't know what just happened there. Um, but yeah, dude, my reflexes are great. And now my timing's great, and get a load of this. When we were leaving for Thanksgiving, our fake Thanksgiving beforehand, um, as we were leaving, I looked at the house, and I went, the house is going to catch on fire. Scary thought, right? And I thought, huh, that's interesting. I don't. I mean, I, there's nothing I did. The oven wasn't on. I didn't light any fires. You know, I've got, I've left my life of arsonry behind. Um, I was never an arson. Just kidding. But you know, I did like building campfires. You know, no, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, there was nothing I did. But I just had this weird feeling, like I could see the house catching on fire. Whatever. And I just kind of let it be. And I was thinking about firefighters going in there and being like. Um, oh, this, this curling iron, this, this, whatever, or, you know, just however they dissect. I was like, it's, it's pretty interesting how firefighters can just see something like this is the cause of the fire. Everything's burnt. How do you know that? It's not like it's still plugged in. Right. I don't know how they pull it off, but you know, they can really dissect something and 
this is the pr particular fire. Or especially if it's like an electrical fire or a gas fire or another version of fires, I guess, um, that they can decipher. This was the thing. How do you, the fire was gone. It's not like you put it out. It just, it just, it went away at this point. How do you know what kind of fire it was? Um, but they do, and it's cool. And I was thinking about that. And as we were leaving, my mom was like, I think I left my hair straightener on. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Because as we were leaving, I was thinking about the house going to catch on fire. And immediately everyone's like, what? We're swerving in the road because it was that big of a revelation. And uh, and we had someone go check in the house. And sure enough, she left it on. So not only are my reflexes good, not only is my internal clock and my timing and my psychic abilities incredible, but my intuition is insane. So that's how I know I left something at my brother's house. I don't know what it is. Maybe it was my common sense. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I haven't been able to figure that one out and it's bothering. But but anyways, guys, that's really what's happened to me so far. That's the only thing I've done since the last episode was over the weekend. I uh, I watched his dogs. It was good. It was fine. But I hope you guys are having a beautiful Thanksgiving. I guess I'm going to release this on Thanksgiving now because I just said it because I didn't say I hope you had. I hope you guys are having a beautiful Thanksgiving. Listen to this. You guys are probably sitting around the table and you're carving the turkey. I'm like, wow, you really... He does have some some good freaking telekinesis, you know. He has some sort of uh, he's tuned in to Mother Earth to an incredible degree. Um, and yes, I am. And you guys should probably pass the mashed potatoes to your left right now. And like, whoa! See now, one of you is like, how did he know? I was I was just about to reach for that. His parent passes it over. Um, so yeah, I'm <laughs> having a beautiful Thanksgiving. Hope the food's good. Hope it's warm. Um, yeah, man, I, uh, I'll be excited to have Thanksgiving's tomorrow for us, actually, and we're going to have our own little family potluck. I don't even know what a potluck means, honestly. I think it means where everyone brings a dish, but for some reason, I always think it means like a chicken pot pie or a specific dish. Like, it's like, oh, we're having, it's a potluck dinner. It's a one thing, but um, I've never actually checked, and I don't know, and I'm not afraid to admit that, and that's how you know that I was right about the thing I said about driving, because I tell the truth, no matter how raw and real it is, or how embarrassing or humiliating it may be for my ego, I try to be real. But anyways, um, yeah, Thanksgiving was cool for us. I'm excited for all the football games. I will say that. That was the biggest bummer of uh, our our fake Thanksgiving. I need to stop referring to it. But again, you know, it was a fake Thanksgiving. But, you know, it was grateful in the first place. But the reason I feel like it was not real Thanksgiving was because of what I'm about to say. Is that there was no football on. Okay? I associate football with Thanksgiving. That's like, that's the best part is when everyone else is like, oh, is we're having a good holiday, we're families, we're doing good things. I'm in the other room saying, go deep, baby, go deep. And like, wow, you really care about um, And usually because it's someone on my fantasy team that's not getting any touches. But yeah, dude, I, I love football, man. And I love football on Thanksgiving. There's a special time, dude. I've gotten to the point that I don't even like eating unless I can see someone throwing a spiral, dude. I'll fast freaking Tuesday and Wednesday just so I can get the Thursday night football, Friday night lights, Saturday, you know, et cetera, and I let the games begin. I don't like eating unless football's on, dude. And if I got really hungry, I need my brother to go stand outside and I'll flip open the blinds. But he just throw it deep and I just watch him. Toss him. Like, yeah, see, now I can eat. I find certain there's a certain comfort in you know, watching somebody perform athletic feats while you eat, you know, it's, uh, it is nice. <laughs> it's pretty good. So, um, whatever you guys are doing for Thanksgiving, besides listening to this, I hope you are having a fun Thanksgiving and I hope you don't cheer for the lions cause they're losing. See, this is another one of those psychic freaking things. I'm, I'm foretelling that right now. I hope they didn't. I hope they lost. Yeah, this would be really embarrassing for me. 
Um, if that's not true, I'll probably edit that out. <laughs> but um, yeah, guys. Uh, so that's Thanksgiving, and dude, after Thanksgiving, we're looking forward to Black Friday. Arguably, even more exciting than Thanksgiving, right? We can be thankful any day of the week, any day of the year. You know, we can go and have ourselves a good time. But Thanksgiving, <laughs> dude, um, is not that important. Black Friday, man. There's something good about the fact that one day a year, all the manufacturers and developers and retail stores and whatnot, there are, they're like, hey, we're going to be selling our stuff today for cheap. We're all going to have a knockoff, a markback, a rollback, or whatever kind of store you're going to. And everything just gets a little cheaper. And everyone loses their minds because it's so exciting. Not like this thing doesn't go on deal any other time during the year, but it's just the one time where it collectively just happens. Now, a lot of the stores will be like, hey, this is $50 off, and it was never $50 more in the first place. And you just scratch it off. It's a good little scam, and I appreciate you for it. Like, it's a good psychological step, so props to you. But uh, it's just an exciting time, you know? You know, Thanksgiving, again, we could all be given thanks throughout the year. But Black Friday, is a, it's, it's a one-time a thing. It's, it can only happen this once. So you've got to be excited and you've got to be ready, man. Um, we all, we're all collectively just waiting for those slashes and dashes, dude. Uh, if I was running a business or a sale, I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, if everyone's like, Hey, it's black Friday, you gotta be knocking some stuff off. It's kind of a peer pressure thing. If you do think about it, think about it, you're like a smaller store or a business. Where's the black Friday deal. I was coming here to freaking the barbershop. I know there's no slashes and dashes. Okay. You're going to the store, Walmart down the street, slashes and dashes galore. Best buy slashes and dashes. And you go somewhere else, you go to buy some picture frames at a certain picture frame store, and you know, they're a small business, and they're just called Frames R Us. It's not that original, and that's probably why they're not making bank. But, you know, they can't be slashing and dashing. And people walk in there, slashes and dashes, man. And you're like, well, we don't have anything. You know, we're really trying to be in the black here this month. They're like, hey, I can't, I'm not shopping here unless you're slashing and dashing. So um, <laughs> if, if there's some sort of peer pressure, dude, I would be the opposite direction. If I was running a business and people would be like, what the, what the freaking egg you know, the, on the one day where everyone's cutting prices? I'm like, hey, we're raising them by 5%. OK, why? Because we want to it's going to make headlines for sure. OK, that's what I want to see a store that's like, whoa, they raised their prices on a day. One day of the year, they went so against the grain that they're arguably making things way worse for the consumers and people are still buying it. OK, now here's the best part. It's because there's so much competition on a thing. When you drop the price back, everyone's flooding in. But when I raise the price up, I'm not getting customers, okay? I walk in here with TVs and PS5s and I, I jack it up 5% or whatever. Now, sure, I'm only make, making people pay an extra 20 bucks, but now they're not storming the gates like they normally would be. So the products are readily available for things that might be out of stock otherwise. So, hey! I'm a professional scalper, I guess. <laughs> you know, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, it's my business. I'm just, a, I'll just call it price gouge, RS. And it won't be that original, but you better believe one day a year, I'm going to be milking the market. So yeah, dude, Black Friday is exciting. Um, there are a lot of deals, dude. There are a lot of deals and a lot of the stuff already started already. People love to start their Black Friday things early, but they're not like real Black Friday. Like I said, this is the one time of year. It's kind of a buildup. He's like, this is Black Friday. We're leading, we're leading, we're leading. But it's just a, it's some minor deals. But the real Black Friday is exciting, dude. The real Black Friday really gives some oomph, some emphasis, and you get passionate about some things, dude. Um, it's changed a little bit. 
uh, a lot of the stuff you can do is you start online, you shop like tonight, dude. A lot of the Black Friday, the real Black Friday stuff starts. So maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong about the one day. But you know, it's like a it's like a thirty six hour time span. It's still pretty cool. Um, it's still one event once a year. So I think my point still stands. Boom! He dug himself out of it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yeah, a lot of it's changed with online shopping. People go in there and you, you buy your stuff and you don't got to deal with the crowd of running in, you know, and people say, that's a lot safer now. It's a lot better than Black Friday. And I would argue the opposite, dude, because I'll tell you why. There are only so many products, okay? There are only so many TVs that we can drop by 50 to to $100, right? Manufacturers aren't making way more TVs to get ready for this just one event. They have what they have and they're slicing, slashing, and dashing, okay? So the fact that people can just sit at home, drag and drop into the cart, they buy these things. Now, what does that mean? That the people on the front lines of this Walmart, instead of there being 50 TVs, there's 10. Okay? So everyone's like, well, no more violence. We're shopping online. But you know what you just did? You made that a war. That like silly little cat fight they were going to have on the in the freaking electronic aisle, it became a battle. People are kind of beating each other over the head with oars that they got from the boating section. It gets violent. It's way more violent because the stock has dropped. Okay, now Black Friday is notorious for being a violent day already, but you just took the last thing. Okay, it's like it's it was already a battle, a last man standing. Who's gonna get the last thing? Who's gonna get the last TV? The last PS5? They're already so rare. Already, already. I said it twice, so I had to say it a third time. Um, dude, people are already chasing for the things, and now people grabbed them in the cart immediately. They wait, and they're up there at 6 a.m. The physical stock that they got right there has diminished, and it is going to be a war. So, you know, people like to think that they're saving the cause. They think that they're saving themselves or whatever. But, you know, you just made it a lot worse for the world. And that's the, uh, I guess that is the spirit of Black Friday. It's, uh, like we say, it's Black Eye Day because people are scrapping. dude. But, you know, slashes and dashes. you you got to be willing to sacrifice things. You know, wars are won by those who are willing to sacrifice everything. Wars are won by those that are willing to sacrifice everything. And that's the truth. So uh, go out there, get their deals. And um, if you can do it, get it online, I guess, and make it worse for the other people in front of you. And just be glad that you didn't have to battle. But just know that every time you buy something online, someone else is, uh, you know, pulling some hair, throwing some shots to the rib. Dude, you might be listening to this right now, Black Friday, be like, yeah, he's totally right. I'm like, hey, dude, duck, look, left cross, bang, dude, shot to the ribs, bang, look out, shot to the nuts, shot to the, oh, he gotcha. Oh, I die. You're on the floor screaming, just listen to this thing as your eyes go black and people are running over. You're like, wow, he was so right. Why so many people buy off Amazon? Um, and I'm sorry, dude, I can't control it. And I may or may not be one of those people, but you listen, that's life. Um, isn't that the, the best line ever to just solve anything? When I don't have an answer, huh? Say la vie, dude. That's life. I didn't make Amazon, okay? Contact freaking Bezos, Pezos, okay? So it's, uh, it's rough and yeah, I hope you, uh, I hope you can find whatever you want, dude. PS5s are hard to get and you might be scrapping for them, but just know someone's getting them without fighting. And it's a battle that reloads now. It's not, it's not, but it's not always a technological, it's not always a technological war, dude. It's a, it's a scary thought to know that material goods are not limitless. They are limited and somebody's going to have to physically put the work in. But yeah, dude, I'm excited for the deals. 
Um, dude, the PS5s are super sad. I keep bringing that up because it's been out for over two years. Just hit the two-year anniversary for people not in the gaming space. It's a freaking console. There's only there's only been five generations of them, and you still can't just buy this. Not just on Black Friday, not just for full price. They're just not there. People, that price gouge thing I was doing, they do that full time. They're no one, these things are not available. And uh, it's really sad because, I mean, I have one because I stayed up all night doing the war, you know, refreshing. But uh, a lot of these people are screwed and they don't really have a chance. So it's sad and, and you know, maybe you can get those online. But a lot of those battles that you're going to be seeing on Black Friday are going to be about that, dude. And there certainly won't be any deals. They're not slashing and dashing off the PS5. People are like, dude, I'll pay 200 bucks over. My friend bought his PS5 for 850 Okay, it's a $400 console. Um, so it's rough, dude. So, you know, but go in there, get them deals. That Samsung TV may be 20 to $30 off. Hot dog! I'll sacrifice my morals <laughs> to beat somebody up for that. Uh, if you, you got to do it, man. You got to do it. And I guess what those, those rough deals are the ones where they say, in-store only. Like, Oof, dude, you just invited the apocalypse. It just became the movie 300. Sparta! You know, so... It is what it is, man. There's some good deals. There's some good deals. I wish I had a list of things, of interesting things to tell you about. Hey, go check out these tomorrow. You know, the Samsung TVs are off. There's a deal on books. You know, there's a, there's a deal on dog toys and, you know, home utensils. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's too many categories and things to shop for. I only know electronics and video games, guys. I'm sorry. Sometimes I buy a nice flannel, but that's it. But uh, yeah, I don't really have anything. Do you check check online? What am I? The grocery store? Okay. Am I, am I a Walmart ad? A flyer? I don't think so. But um, I will tell you one deal I did see was that they're offering uh, it's $1,200 off on LASIK. Okay. Now, I don't know what to think about that. Now, my eyes are pretty good. I don't need glasses. But if someone really needs LASIK and you see $1,200 off, right? If it's, I don't know, five grand, I'm just going to throw the number out. I have no idea. Um, if it's like five grand, $1,200 off, you're probably super excited. But even if I needed glasses, I just can't rational the thought of buying a surgery or a procedure for cheap, okay? That's one of those things that you can't walk in there with a coupon and say, hey, 20% off. You know, it, just, it doesn't work like that, you know, because they walk in there. Hey, I want to go get some LASIK. And they say, oh, we're so glad to have you here. We got our best doctors lined up to take care of you front and center. Like, hey, well, I got this coupon. Okay, got this for Black Friday. Oh, well, you get this a thing. Okay, well, he's got to go take care of someone who's paying the actual, you know, price. But we have one of these guys in the back. Oh, is he? I mean, he's got to be just as good, though, right? Because he passed all the tests and he's in your facility. No, no, no. His dad owns the business. He didn't pass anything. But, you know, he's uh, he's got his last names on the front doors. You know, um, that would be nerve wracking. You can't you can't do Black Friday. What's next? Like heart transplants and whatever. Dude, imagine bringing a coupon in or you get a Black Friday deal on a kidney transplant. I'm like, oh, I wanted a freaking kidney, but you removed my spleen and put a potted plant in there. This doesn't make any sense, dude. I can't do a procedure with a coupon. I cannot take a deal. Oh, BOGO. BOGO. <laughs> we're doing, uh, you know, we're doing some heart transplants. We're taking care of... um you know, some uh, some back surgeries, okay? Buy one, get one half off. Like, oh, shoot, you know, my back's kind of fine, but I could use a tune-up. <laughs> Dude, there's no Black Friday for that. You can't be doing Black Friday surgeries, no Black Friday procedures. Um, again, it's the day of violence. That's the one thing that you, uh, listen, I love deals as much as the next guy, but you can't, you can't trust, um, 
you can't trust a discount on something so important, dude. It's a it's a weird thing to to even discount in the first place. Like, are the doctors? Some doctors got to be making commission or something per thing or whatever. They're like, no, I'm not doing this guy. He's freaking got twelve hundred dollars off on this dude. No, no chance, dude. Yeah, it's uh, it's rough. What's another job that you could do that you wouldn't want to have that's a coupon? Maybe a uh, a mechanic, dude. I'm like, dude, yeah, I'm, this one's eighty percent off. Like, okay, dude, I'm gonna do this, but maybe I'll prepare your brake lines. Maybe I don't know. Um, I just feel like people don't take things as seriously when you walk in there with a coupon, dude. When I went in there to get a haircut, they're like, oh, whatever, <laughs> you know, get this thing out of here, free haircut. Yeah, get the haircut, all right. Um, <laughs> so be careful with your Black Friday deals, dude. Stick to the TV, stick to the PS5s. It's, uh, it's rough, man. Um, yeah, what else is going on, dude? Black Friday's exciting. Hope you guys are having a good Black Friday. Maybe I'll release this on Black Friday now. Or I hope you guys will have a Black Friday. There we go. Now we kind of set things on pace. I'm sure that this will come out on Thursday. But if it doesn't, oops. Um, yeah, nothing much is happening, dude. I've just been returning home. And yeah, it really was the dogs, dude. It really was the dogs. And the dogs were good. But we talked about that all that we can. Um, I can't say much more about the dogs, except for I'm glad that they didn't die. That's, I'll tell you what, this is the one huge worry I have with the dog. No matter how healthy these beasts are, I have the worst fear and anxiety that they're going to die while I'm there. Not because of me, because of my responsibility issues. I'm taking care of them fully, putting the food on the table. I'm giving them the water. You know, I'm, I'm doing everything that you should be doing as a as a dog watcher. But uh, I just have this weird, bad feeling. <laughs> not like a, not like an intuition thing, but it's just more like an overall fear. Um, because one of their dogs... He, uh, he needs medicines and he has seizures. And I'm, I'm giving the medicine perfectly on time. I'm like clocking. It's like 8 p.m., 8 p.m. Boom! <laughs> Shoving it right in his face. And he accepts. And he's like, yes, finally. I almost missed it. It's like Indiana Jones, like holding the thing. <sighs> Food, boom. Um, but yeah, dude, I, it's them or any other dog. I'm like, what if just something horrible happens and it like the dog was going to die anyway, but it just so happens. It was on my watch. You had 362 days out of the year to go die dog, but you chose this weekend while I was here with crumbs all over my face. If only the cameras were on to prove I did nothing wrong. Um, so yeah, dude, I have a bad feeling. And uh, their dog laid in the closet for, like, an extended period of time. I don't know why. I don't know the, the routines of these dogs, okay? I don't keep up. It's like keeping up with the Kardashians, keeping up with the canines. Um, so he spent the I, – I kept getting up, like, every two or three hours. Like, dude, are you, you still okay? He's like, wait, stop, wait, stop turning the lights on. You're waking me up, bro. <laughs> is it time for medicine yet? No, he, you know, he knows what time it is. Um, so, yeah, it's all, it's all cool, but the dogs were great. And it was, it's always interesting coming back home because even being gone for like a couple of days, you, you almost adapt to a different way of life. You know, you're in charge of where things are, where they're at. Um, I was looking for a couple things just here when I got home and dude, there's nothing more frustrating than not knowing where something is when you put it somewhere. Okay. Because there's other people, people are moving and cleaning and what have you. It's so hard to be like, I know exactly where this thing is. It is mine. I put it in this specific place, but now it's traveled somewhere else. Okay. Um, so it sucks and it's, it's a very frustrating thing to do. But when you're somewhere else, when you're in complete control, I put this here, I come back no matter how long it's been, I walk there and it's there. Now, surely I might've forgotten something, but you know what? The things that I wanted to go find, they were where I looked. 
So it's hard, dude. The toilets are different. For some reason, people in my house have a hard time flushing. It's not their fault. Never mind, it is. I was trying to think maybe there was a mental excuse, but there's not, dude. Flush the toilet, gosh dang it. It's not that hard. It's right there. You gotta be sitting on the toilet. You're right. It's not like it's some sort of hidden reach behind the back. Where's that? Yeah, there we go. It's like a giant, you got a giant arrow. Um, so I've been thinking about that a lot too. It's like, boy, it just smells bad. It smells like urine or you got to see it or feel it or know that it's there. It, it creates a different kind of feeling in the air, man. There's a different feeling about having the toilet all to yourself, truly. Um, so I've been thinking about that, dude, how to make people flush. You can't just ask them because it's just one of those things where, you know, you forget, you forget. I guess it's not their fault. People have so many things to do. You know, you're in such a rush. I don't have time for this. I, it's right there, but I'm in such a rush. The same thing I was talking about last week the, with the barefoot thing. If you're in such a rush, you're like, oh, I'll fix my hair, but I just, I can't. It's out of my reach. I gotta go, dude. Um, so... It is what it is, but interesting thoughts, dude. I was thinking about this. Skip the details and the plots. These are some of my interesting thoughts. Wow. Wow. Um, I was thinking a better way to flush, right? Um, well, one, a silly idea was to have it like a, a train or like a giant like semi-truck horn. Like it's coming from the ceiling, so you're done. You go, and if it made a cool sound, way better reason or incentivize people to keep pulling it. But... My real thought was that you put a freaking pressure plate right in front of the toilet. So when you step on it, it kind of has it ready. And as soon as you step off, immediate flush, okay? It's like it's the perfect system, whether you're going number two or number one or anything in between. As soon as you walk away, automatic flush. Now it's creating more laziness in the world, but you know what? It's solving sense, okay? And the best way to make some sense is to make some change. So that's what I'm looking to do. And I don't know what I would call it. A, uh, it's a P pressure, it's a, it's a, it, I'd call it you're in trouble or you're not, you're, yeah, you're in trouble. If you're in trouble, if you don't be using this thing, dude, or a, a uh, a Pisher, <laughs> Pisher play, dude. Um, so yeah, dude, I'm trying to solve problems. I, uh, you go in there and you experience something different out in the world and you come back with solutions. And that's, that's just the way life, that's life, dude. <laughs> that's, that's life. Um, yeah, man. So you guys are welcome for that. That's patent pending. So no one else steal that. I'm going to make that product and I'm going to go sell it on Black Friday. And guess what? I'm going to price gouge it for 20%. It is what it is. That's life. Um, yeah, dude, toilets are interesting, man. I'll tell you this, dude. I don't know. Does anyone else put toilet paper like when you, you know, when you go to a gas station, you lay down the little nest or a school, you know, any public restroom, you put the thing down because you don't want to be raw butt in these toilet seats. Do you ever do that in your own home? I don't think anyone does. I've never done it. I have actually, but I'll, I'll tell you in a second. Um, and I'm curious if anyone has done that. I'm curious if you've done it at a friend's house or extended family or what the rule is, how well do you have to know this person personally to the point where you no longer put the paper down? Okay. I'll be honest with you. I don't do it at a friend's house or my grandma's house, which is different. You know, it's still like, I don't know who you're having over, who's been sitting on these things. Got to lie solid it up. I just don't think about it because you're, you have a personal relationship. So I don't know how close you got to be to somebody before you stop putting the nest down. Do you have to know their favorite color? Do you have to know their middle name? Do you have to know where they grew up? Their favorite dog that died? Do you know, got, got to know like two or three secrets at least. I don't know what the uh, the standard is for that, for these people, because there's some people that I barely know. I'm like, yeah, I'm putting the freaking thing down. You know, I don't know your middle name's nest. Okay. 
So I got to figure that one out, man. Um, and I don't know what the rules are, the social stigma wise going into, um, putting toilet paper down the seat. I have done it at home though, dude. There's been a couple times that it doesn't matter how well I know my family that if the toilet seat is warm, okay, you go in there after family. Look, we share the same DNA, but when the temperature of your butt cheeks are involved with mine, I'm like, nah, we're laying it down, dude. I'm putting the stuff and you can hear, dude, I'm freaking building in there. Like, what's going on? I'm making the freaking thing. Um, there's just something gross about it, okay? I, you're, you're freaking, you're my familia, okay? It, it, not even like extended, immediate family. Um, and I just can't bear it. And bear about it. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting thought, and I want to pose that to you. So that's two interesting thoughts. You're welcome. Um, you know, I'm not saying I've, I've really created a big difference, but I mean, time will tell, right? You give it a couple of days and all of a sudden people are standing on pressure plates and and maybe we're walking around with, uh, you know, some more toilet paper on the seats. Also, if that is the case, then more family members and friends should have those freaking dispensers. So no one can be doing that. Right. I think I, people have to be just raw button these things for the most part, you know, it, you know, close relationship wise. But I think that would be a good idea to have to have that as an option and just see how often you do that. You put that in your house and just see, like, how clean do they feel? You know, you just put the thing on the wall You're like this. It's still full. Everyone's raw button. My toilet seat. I gave you the out. I gave you the choice. And they're like, no, I'm, I'm fine. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to put one of those above our toilet and just see how how far uh, the people we know and our guests are willing to really, um, you know, protect themselves. But anyways, guys, I think that is it. <laughs> I think that's the uh, entire of the episode. Man, last episode was a lot of bowel movement, and this one just closed out with some more toilet talk. So maybe we'll have to start a new, a new, um, a new podcast called Podcast. Yeah, dude, conversations from the porcelain. The uh, can't think of another peep, guys. Oh, peep. But anyways, <laughs> dude, guys, thanks so much. This has been Full Circus. I'm so happy to have spent this time with you. It's been beautiful. It's been lovely. It's been swell. And I will see you in the next episode. Keep having a good Thanksgiving because this is coming out on Thursday. Dang it. I've said it as a fact, which means I have to edit it right now. And, uh, and get ready for war because Black Friday's coming up and it's going to get violent. Okay? And just know. It's nothing you can do to protect it, but bring a shield, but you also got to bring a sword because no matter how pass, you know, passive you are, you can be a pacifist. Um, someone's going to bring the fight to you. And if you truly want whatever you're going out there to get, you got to be willing to fight for it. Okay. I'm not incit I'm not inciting violence. Okay. I just want to put that out there. But if there's a good deal. Anyways, guys, thanks so much. This has been Full Circuit. I'll see you in the next one.